Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. This week's episode was inspired by Tech Talker listeners Mike and Bill. In a previous podcast, I talked about switches, routers, hubs, and bridges. In that episode, I mentioned why having a wired home network would be extremely useful. Say you wanted to stream movies, home videos, share files, or back up all of your computers to your home network. Well, you can do that at blazing fast speeds. Mike and Bill both wanted to know more. So that's why today I'll be covering just how to go about wiring your house with Cat6 internet cabling so that you can have an ultra-fast wired home network of your own. Thanks again to our sponsor, eVoice. eVoice has great features like a dial-by-name directory, and it even transcribes your voicemails to text. Get started today with a 30-day free trial of eVoice. Go to evoice.com and enter promo code TECH. That's promo code TECH. Step number one, design your network. Okay, first things first, you'll need to decide how many rooms you want to run your wired internet through. This will determine much of your price because it will dictate how many feet of cable you'll need to buy. Next, you'll want to find a good spot for all of the cables to meet at, or a junction point. This is where you'll put your switch or router. Keep in mind that you'll have multiple wires coming out of your wall at this point. For this reason, many people opt to have the location in a closet or behind a desk. Personally, I chose to have this be my office closet. My reasoning is that it is centrally located in the house, it's out of the way, and it's easily accessible if I want to make some changes to it. Once you've found this junction spot, try and measure the distance from this spot to the desired locations in each room. The best way to accurately measure the length you'll need is to imagine connecting a string from the junction point, where your router is, to the wall outlet. And be sure to always overestimate and take into account that you might need to run the wire under your house, in the attic, or even through the walls. On to step number two, deciding on the cable. Next, you'll have to decide on the type of cable that you want to use. There's Cat6, Cat5e, and Coaxial. Coaxial is generally used for TV, so I'll just be covering Cat6 and Cat5e. In my advice, it's pretty short. Just go with the Cat6, plain and simple. This cable is 10 times faster than Cat5e, and isn't much more expensive. Wiring your house will take a long time, and it's always better to do it right the first time. Depending on how much cable you've determined that you need, I suggest buying a 1,000-foot spool. You can find it on Amazon or Monoprice, which I've posted in the links of the show notes of this episode. Now, this 1,000-foot spool will set you back about $100, but you'll have a ton left over depending on the scope of the project. If you decide to go the Cat6 route, which again, I highly recommend, there will be a few more options. There will be UTP and STP types of cables, where the U and the S stands for unshielded and shielded. Shielded is much more expensive because it adds a layer of protection on the outside of the cables. For home use, the unshielded is completely fine. Next, there is the option of stranded or solid core wire. This basically means that the inside of your wire is made up of either braided strands or one solid piece. What this comes down to is how much maneuvering you'll need to be doing with your wire. If you're going to be fishing it through tight spaces, a solid piece of wire is much easier to move around in a tight space because it's rigid. The downside of the solid core is that it's harder to connect to the wall outlet or plastic jack. Stranded wire is easy to connect to a wall outlet, but it's pretty flimsy if you're trying to push it through crevices. Lastly, when you're choosing wire, go with something that is in-wall rated. You shouldn't get anything industrial because this will help keep your costs down. Step number three, actually wiring the cable. Now that you've made a rough estimate of the length and type of cable that you'll need, 
the locations and the outlets, and the best place for the junction box, it's time to look at how you're actually going to get your cable from point A to point B. There are a lot of factors here to think about. All houses are built differently and have different access points. My house, for instance, has a raised foundation, so it's easy for me to crawl underneath the floor and connect the rooms. Some people have access to their attic and can go up and over the rooms. If neither of these options work for you, you might have to go through the walls. Unless you have tons of experience with drywall and electrical installation, you should definitely consult a contractor or at least a knowledgeable individual before you start snagging water lines and high voltage lines from inside your walls. Don't be stuck in your office all day. Get started with a free 30-day trial of eVoice. eVoice gives you a toll-free or local number so you can take business calls from anywhere and always sound like you're at the office. Also, eVoice has great features like a dial-by-name directory, and it even transcribes your voicemails to text. Okay, if you guys have never used eVoice, go check it out. It's awesome. I hate going through voicemails and trying to find which one is from who and at what time. Instead, eVoice transcribes your voicemails to text so you can search them like you're going through your email. It makes things super simple. You don't have to give out a ton of different numbers. Instead, people call one number and it goes to everywhere. And if a client calls you at 9 p.m. at night and you answer from your cell phone, it looks like you're at the office. They'll think you're a workaholic and you can just be watching the game. So go check it out today at evoice.com and enter promo code tech. That's promo code tech for your free 30-day trial. Okay, so far so good. You've determined the routes for your cables and the best placement for your hardware. Now you must decide on how you want your cables to come in and out of the wall. There are custom wall plates that make your cable into a wall jack. These are really handy and look extremely professional. They are easy to install and look just like a faceplate that would go over a switch or a wall outlet. Now if you've ever installed a switch or an outlet by cutting into the drywall, it's the same process. This is pretty hard to describe in audio, so I've posted some YouTube links in this episode on how to do this. After you've pushed and pulled your cable into place, be sure to test it to make sure it works. You can buy a cable tester, but I just opted to use my laptop on one end and my router on the other. I transferred a file, checked the speed, and tightened everything up. So with that, here are your quick and dirty tips for creating a blazing fast home network. 1. Figure out the best place to put your router or switch so that it is centrally located, yet stored out of sight. 2. Make a list of locations where you want your cable connections. 3. Estimate how much cable you'll need for the project. 4. Figure out how you'll route your cable under the house, through the attic, or in the walls. And 5. Install faceplates for a clean finish. Well, that's all for today. Have a question about anything in this episode or a suggestion for a future podcast? Send me an email at techtalker at quickanddirtytips.com or post on the Tech Talker Facebook wall. As always, check the show notes for a list of links that I've put together on what to buy and the videos that you should look at for tutorials. And if you want to hear more of my podcast, head on over to quickanddirtytips.com slash techtalker for a full archive of all of my episodes. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep me technology simple.